Hey everyone, welcome to the Thriving Not Surviving uh, podcast here from Cornerstone Church. Uh, we are so glad you guys are jumping on today to listen. Excited that you guys are uh, a part of our podcast family. Hopefully the content has been good and been uh, helpful for you and your family as we help you to thrive in your uh, family life and your relationship with God and your connection with your kids. I'm here with Ira. What's and, going uh, on? And we're excited. We've uh, we got a great topic today. You know, we're in the middle of Group Connect season here at the church, which means that we are, uh, Pastor Steve is working diligently to try to get everyone connected into a group. And uh, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. And we're actually going to flip the script today, Ira. Um, you know, we normally do a leadership minute at the end of all of our podcasts, but today we are going to flip the script and we're going to throw the leadership minute right up front Um uh, Ira was sharing something with me that uh, that he was thinking about earlier that just kind of captured his attention, and it actually is going to lay a good foundation for us for what we're going to talk about today, because today we're talking about your family's first small group. But before we jump into that, we're going to flip it up. We're going to do our leadership minute. Ira, take us, take us on down to glory today. Take us on down to glory. Okay, well, this is an exciting topic to me, um, small groups and uh, your family's first small group. It's an exciting topic simply because... There's so much good. There's so much good that can come out of this topic, and so many good things that can come out of small group time and um, community. Um, but for our leadership minute, I really wanted to talk about culture. Um, culture is something that we think of probably now in a negative uh, light. Uh, I know a lot of times uh, in my sermons, I catch myself saying, "Well, culture is going to tell you this, but this is the truth about what Jesus says." And so it can be caught in a bad light sometimes. Yeah. But I want to talk about um, leaders create culture. Um, Leaders create culture. Um, Culture is probably the most important thing about any organization, any ministry, any family, because the culture determines a lot of times the behavior and the environment that is inside of your group, your family. Um, So I want to walk through two things really quickly. Um, Culture is determined by two different things. It's determined by your behavior, and it's determined by your systems. Um, and just to break these down a little bit, behavior, um, culture is determined by your behavior because the things that you value come out and how you behave. And the culture ultimately is the things that you value the most. That is the culture that you um, exemplify. Um, I know in our ministry, we try to exemplify the culture of excellence um, in everything that we do. That means the room has to look a certain way. The um, excitement on our faces when a first-time guest walks through the door has to be a certain way. All these things are behavioral things that we try to focus on to make sure um, our experience and our um, organization and our ministry is doing it in a spirit of excellence, and our culture is uh, representing and reflecting that excellence. Um, And then our systems, um, I think this also goes well within our family. Um, Our systems are the things that we set in place that we do a lot of times in our family, whether you have uh, dinner together as a family or separate as a family, whether you um, are in the system of watching TV while you eat or talking while you eat and there's no TV allowed, no phones allowed, those kind of things. I know for my family, whenever I was growing up, we all sat around the TV and we watched TV while we ate. That was just what we did. But I know my wife's family. That was the complete opposite. It was a system of if you were not at the dinner table, whenever they were, if they called you a couple times and you were running late, they started without you. And you had to say your own prayer when you got downstairs. That was the system in place. To, um, that was the disciplinary space as well. And that was the culture that they created. And, it, and because of the different culture, our families have very different 
um, feels to them when it comes to that aspect. Yeah, um, abs- and that's just the absolutely. culture um, that was built in those things. And I think small group time, especially, it creates a very specific culture, um, and it creates a very specific space um, inside of our family uh, lives, and it's an awesome, awesome time because I think it creates a healthy culture. Yeah, and and I know a lot of people are listening to this, and you're like, hey, I thought we were talking about our families for a small group, and we're talking about culture and leadership. You know, at Cornerstone, we work hard. You know, Pastor Scott, is is, is he works hard to create a healthy culture, and as a part of that culture, small groups is a huge piece of that. Um, small group is, is a huge piece of that culture. We want to be a, a large church that feels small, and uh, and when we're talking about culture and we're talking about your your family's first small group, whether you realize it or not, whether you've you've signed up for a group here at the church or whether you're a part of a of a of a, of a group community here at the church, you are in a small group. Your family, you know, the institution of family that God created from the beginning uh, was was geared around the idea of a small group yeah. you know as a mom and a dad or, or whether you're an aunt uncle grandmother whoever's listening to this podcast today uh if if you if you are in a family unit you are already in a small group and so you know the reason why we're talking about this idea of culture uh is because it really does play into a lot of the health of our family and uh, and our culture of our family is important and we create a lot of that in the time that we're together and, and, you know, because whether, as Pastor Ivor said, whether you're sitting around a dinner table, whether you're watching TV, uh, whether you're uh, whether you're at the movies, whether you're whether you're out shopping, you know, you're you're creating culture in your small group, in your family, by the way you talk, by the way that you guys uh, interact with each other. And so there's a few things that we were talking about that 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 one is a byproduct of culture and two. It, it's it's something that that a small group creates, and it's and it's a few words that we're going to dive into that I hope is going to help you as a family to one create a healthy culture in your house, and two help you as a mom and a dad or aunt or uncle whoever is listening to be able to lead your first small group, which is your family, uh, well. And that's two words that we're going to talk about, and that's community and that's relationships. Yes, because that's two really awesome byproducts of small groups, and it's a really important piece of a healthy culture. So talk about community for a little bit. Yeah, so uh, within this small group culture, um, within your family culture, I, I would hope that there is this aspect of community. Yeah. Um, because with community comes communication. Absolutely. Um, and with healthy communication, healthy community, um, you're not alone ever in life. You have someone to call. You have someone that cares. Um, and those are such huge aspects. I remember growing up as like a little kid, the absolute worst thing that could happen to me was me being alone. Yeah. Like I wanted to be around people all the time. Now that's changed. Now I'm cool just being by myself. So now <laughs> I'm just like, leave me alone people sometimes. I just want to be by myself, me and my own thoughts. But even like as a little kid, I was terrified because I was like, what if I have no friends? And what small groups do essentially is create that community where you have communication with people that are like-minded. You have community and relationship with people that are like-minded, and you're not going through life alone. And um, in, a, in a family aspect more specifically, um, Richie, how would you say um, that community plays out? Because I remember as a child, like the last person I thought was my best friend was my brother. And I knew he was my best friend, but I didn't want to think of him that way because at times I didn't like him very much. Yeah, absolutely. Because we argue and because we're brothers and stuff like that. So how do you think community has kind of played out in uh, your 
family um, life on the day-to-day aspect? Yeah, so for our family, man, you know, it, it's it's so important. Uh, we've just made it a priority that we're going we're gonna to create um, an atmosphere of community, and the way that we do that is conversation. You know, whenever we think about this concept of your family's first small group, you know, uh, I read an article the other day that talked about uh, specifically teenagers uh, and how alone they felt in a world where they're so connected, even at home. And, and this, this idea grabbed me because I thought about how many times have we sat at home, uh, even at the dinner table, and although we're eating dinner together, everybody has a device, everybody's, you know, in their own world, and it just doesn't create community. And so, you know, we just started this thing in our house where, for us, dinner time is our small group. Yeah. Dinner time is that time where we're going to work on community, we're going to work on communication, and we're going to work on relationship. And the way that we do that is we just have a rule, man. When we're eating dinner together, we don't, we're not on devices. We just talk. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, and and I'll be honest with you, it's not always easy yeah. to have a conversation yeah. with a teenager, especially. It's a little easier with your kids. They want to tell you everything. Yeah. I can ask, you know, when my kids were younger, I can ask them how their day was, and 30 minutes later, I have to enter. I have to like interject to get a word in. <laughs> now, not so much now with a middle schooler and a high schooler. You got to try to be, you know, strategic on on the questions that you ask to get an answer, but. Um, it really has changed the dynamic of of our our home, our our first small group that God's ever given us, which is our family, to yeah. to create that 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 time for community for conversation. Um, and so it's just it's just been really cool to see how it's played out. That's cool that you do that because uh, my wife, one of her biggest pet peeves, like literally when we go out to dinner, what what happens is we sit down at our little booth or table wherever we get sat at at this dinner um, and at this restaurant. And the first thing she'll do is she'll look around and she'll scope out who's around us, not because she wants to see who's around us, because she wants to see what they're doing. Because if they're on their phones, it drives her nuts. Yeah. Like we'll look and it's see so a true, whole man. family so just on their phones at Outback. I'm like, you're I, at, you're having you, – do you know the kind of quality bread they have at Outback? <laughs> do you not want to be talking about Absolutely. how good this bread is or anything? Anything. So Look, I took a picture of our family at Christmas when Amanda's family was in town over Christmas season of – of her mom, her dad, my two boys, and her sister all lined up on the couch. All different ages. All different ages. Yeah. All different generations. And all of them had a device in their hand. And they and there was no there was no conversation. There was no yeah. community. There was no relationship happening. And within that is culture, like we were just talking yeah. about. Is the culture is that that's fine. Then that's what people. That's what your kids are going to do, and that goes into the behaviors too. What you do matters. Yeah, what you absolutely. do matters, and the and then the small group aspect. Community is really hard when you don't have the culture of community. Yeah, it's really hard to do that if it's not if you're not uh, showing it to your to your child, showing it to your teenager, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Because the teenager is going to be at school all day, where everyone around them, that's what they're doing. And that's the culture, that's what you do. You're more focused on your online profile than necessarily your human interaction profile, if you want to call it that. So Absolutely. It's so a, It's a cool dynamic. It's, a, it's an awesome dynamic. And, and it's just, you know, again, that word community, um, communication, it, 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 all, it all stems from the culture that you create in your home. In uh, your first small, I mean, you know, like I said, we, we're going to say this over and over. Your family is your first small group. Yes, it's like your trial version <laughs> to see how, how you know can we lead this small group well. Yeah. Uh, and so that the second word that we that we hit on earlier, um, we talked about community, um, but relationship, relationship is another huge byproduct of uh, of a small group, 
And it, it takes intentionality in your culture to create relationships. Mm-hmm. And so talk about that. Talk about how important relationships are as far as from, from your perspective with teenagers mm-hmm. um, and being able to really speak into their lives and to pour into their lives. Yeah, relationships are the most fragile things, I think, in um, ministry especially. Yeah. And, and family, it's a little easier because I feel like uh, you – it's not easy by any means, but like in family – there's a lot of times there's a little bit more grace given um, than I say in the ministry aspect. But still within the family, there is so many, so many, so many times where relationship, I think, is put on the back burner. Yeah. Um, because you're around them 24-7, it feels Absolutely. like. Um, you, know, you think they know your heart, those kind of things. Um, and I saw that in my own family play out because I would say things to my siblings that I would never mean because of the moment that we were in or whatever, because they know my heart. They don't know my heart behind anything I'm doing. They don't know um, the aspects of what's going on in my brain all the time, even though they probably know me better than anyone else. So relationships are so important. I actually um, heard a quote. I think it was, I can't remember exactly who it was by. This was the quote, and um, it was said, I can't hear your words because your actions are so loud. I can't hear your words because your actions are so loud. I love and that. And I think that plays a lot into relationship is not only do our words matter, but our actions matter. No, it um, does. I, I tell people all the time, you know, um, because this is a hard lesson I learned as a parent, that I teach what I know, mm-hmm. but I reproduce who I am. Yeah. I can I can teach, and I can teach, and I can teach, and I can talk, and I can talk, and I can talk. But at the end of the day, what I really see in my kids is the actions that I'm Mm-hmm. that I'm, you know, betraying around them. And then that's all about that that culture, you know, your 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 family small group culture. What does it look like? Yeah. You know, relationships are, you know, you talked about how fragile they are, and relationships, you know, they're, they're fragile and they require intentionality. Yes. I love what you said that, you know, we always like to use the phrase that they know my heart. The reality is a lot of people don't. Yeah. Um it takes intentionality even with our own family, even with our own kids. I I find that the older that my boys get, the more intentional I have to be to create consistent relationships with them. Because as they go through changes, transitions, different phases of life, um, you know, I have to I have to work more intentionally to make sure that we have a good, consistent, healthy relationship in our family's little small group, the Parnell, the Parnell Casa small <laughs> group. And, you know, and it takes intentionality. It's not just something that's going to accidentally happen. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to happen from a, from a once a week conversation. It takes daily work to build healthy relationships, yeah. even with our own family unit. Yeah. And love is such a crazy thing because love and relationship, especially in the family, go together. Um, but you can't have relationship without having love in there somewhere and um, it reminds me of the verse um, don't just love in word but love in action and in truth Um, and when you really focus on that I think it creates back to going back to that culture Um, when your child knows that the relationship between you and them is healthy when they know that it's a safe place a lot of the times they're going to be very much more willing to come to you and say, hey, this is going on, and I don't know what to do. Um, and I know that that's the heart cry of all parents. And that's so important. Every parent yeah. wants that. Yeah, Every that's the heart cry. That. That's the goal. And that doesn't happen accidentally. No. You know, when I when I see parents that have that type of relationship with their kids, um, you know, I used, to, I used to envy parents who had that type of connection. And I used to ask myself, man, what do you do to get that? And then, and then it dawned on me one day, 
the reason why I can go to my heavenly father and like with anything, with any need, with any crazy thing that's going on in my life is because of relationship. And it's and that relationship with God isn't isn't accidental. It's intentional. Mm-hmm. I have to work at it. And so how much more important um you know, for us, is it if we have to work hard at our uh, relationship to be intentional with God, man, with our own family, with our own kids, we, we have to make that a priority. And that's why this whole idea of your family being your first small group is so important because we've got to create a, a culture that's consistent and that's intentional so that we can build community with our kids and so that we can build relationship with them yeah. uh, all throughout their life. Because yeah. we, every parent wants that. I want that. I want, you know, when those hard topics come up for my boys to be able to come to me and say, hey, Dad, can we talk about this? Mm-hmm. I'm struggling over this. Yeah. Every mom and dad wants that. That's not an accidental thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just because someone uh, was given the best kids in the world and we got, you know, our kids are lesser or, you know, whatever. No, it's because they've worked intentionally on a relationship, mm-hmm. and that's so valuable. Yeah. And uh, and that's why that culture is so important. And so um, – so we talked about community, talked about relationship, and um, you know, here's here's the reality. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of you guys who might be listening to this, you're like, you know what, this is easier said than done. It 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 it, it is and it isn't. You know, all it takes is one word, uh, actually two words that I believe to in order to create this type of culture. It takes uh, it takes intentionality and it takes consistency. Yeah. It just takes intentionality and it takes consistency, um, and and it's something that. It's something that any family can create. You can create a healthy culture in your home, and you can you can take that family unit that you've been given, that small group, that first small group that you've ever been given, um, and you can lead it well with with intentionality and with consistency. Um, you know, and so let's talk about some things that we think uh, might be helpful for you to get started in that. And I want to read a scripture if I can. Um, Ira, it comes from Deuteronomy 6. I'm going old school here, going Old Testament, you know, going way back. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 says this. This is Moses talking to the children of Israel. It says, And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. He had just he had just finished telling the children of Israel, you know, all of the, the different commands that God had given them. And then he said this. He gave the parents a challenge. This is where this whole idea of your family's first small group, this is where it all comes from. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. You know, the number one excuse that, that, you know, that I used to use about being intentional with my family small group, my family at home, and building that culture was time. I used to always use the excuse of time. If only I had more time, mm-hmm. we could do this. But the reality is it's just like our relationship with God, Ira, is that we make time for the things that matter to us. Absolutely. And Pastor Scott says this all the time, and uh, it's the most challenging but true statement I think he's ever said to us as a staff and to the church. You'll only be as good as you want to be. That's what he knows. He says that all the time. And that's the truth. And that's the one thing that will always be true. You will be as good as you want to be. And that's not a, a knock on anyone. That's a challenge. No, it, it, if it stings a little bit, it, it, it's because it, it, it's a challenge. When yes. he says it to us in the office, when he says to us, your ministry 
will only be as good as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Your leadership will only grow as far as you want it to grow. Your relationship with God will only be as strong as you want it to be. Absolutely. There's so much truth to that. Yeah. And, and our, our, your family's first small group, which is your, your family at home, uh, that culture will only be as healthy as you want it to be. Absolutely. Um, as, as the time that you're able, that you're willing to commit to it and put into it. Um, and again, this isn't a, this isn't like this, this. We're not bashing. Yeah. You know, I can tell you this. I as a as a dad of two, this hasn't always been our family's way. Yeah. You know what is it? They, what is it that they say in the Mandalorian? This is the way. Uh, yeah. It hasn't always been the yeah. way yeah. for the for the Parnell family. It it came out of a reality check of man. You know, I want that type of relationship and mm -hmm. community with my boys. I want that type of culture, and it was like the Lord's like, well, hey. You know, it's your responsibility yeah. to create it. And it's so go create it. That's been the hardest thing, I think, uh, as a newlywed. We've been married for I think seven, eight months now. Yes. And like I have found days where I've not been intentional with her and pursued her in the way that I promised her on the day of our wedding. And she's done the same thing to me because we're human and we forget, we get busy and all these yeah. other things. And all those are fine excuses. Um, but the thing is the more I thought about it, of how do I do this? It takes just discipline. It takes learning what it takes for my wife to feel seen. Yeah. What it takes for her in order to know that I love her. And it may not just be words. It may be um, going to get her flowers every single week. There was a speaker at the conference that we went to. We went to a gateway conference in uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, a couple months ago now. And he said, uh, that one of the speakers, he said, I feel best used and I feel like I am doing the best I can in relationship. And I figure this out whenever I'm buying one thing a week for my wife. And it could be a candy bar. It could be something expensive. It's figuring out those things that helps create that healthy culture with the way that you receive love, with the way that your spouse receives love, with the way that your kids receive love. What is that thing? It doesn't have to be buying things. Absolutely. It can be words. It can be actions. It can be simply just being in their presence. The number one thing I've found in youth ministry, and actually I was talking to my mom about this. She's a fifth grade gifted teacher, um, and she, but she also does some things with, the, um, with other grades. And she was and I were having this conversation about how do you um, encourage like relationship between you and the children that you're teaching every single day. And she said... I've learned that I don't have to be the cool teacher. All I have to do is be present. Yeah, that's awesome. If I'm awesome. present, then I've won half the battle. So true. Then once I get, to, get in their presence, I become intentional. And I think that's important. Family time is important. Intentionality time is important. And like we said, it's only going to be as good as you necessarily want it to be. There's going to be hindrances sometimes. There's going to be things that get in your way. But you're going to be as good at this as you want to be. And I think with that aspect and with that in mind, it takes a lot of intentionality and a lot of discipline on ourselves because there's times where we don't want to be intentional. There's times where we want to veg out in front of the TV, and I'm guilty of that. I'm yeah. very guilty of that That's sometimes so because I want to get home for after our long days of work and say, you know what, I did it today. Let me relax. I'm just ready for Netflix, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's hard, but it's also very, very doable. It, it is. It is. It, you, you, you Listen. As a parent listening to this, aunt, uncle, grandparent, whoever you are, you can do this. Absolutely. We believe in you. God believes in you. And you've got the potential to create a healthy culture 
and your family's first, first small group, which is which is with your family at home. So let's recap. We, we've got just a couple more minutes, but we want to recap. So what's your family's what's your family's first small group? It's your family. Yeah. It's 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 your family unit at home. Before you ever sign up for 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 any groups in Group Connect, you're already in a small group. Your your family is is your first small group, and you've got an opportunity to lead them. How do you do that? Ira told us we create a healthy culture. We create a healthy culture by being intentional and being consistent with two things, relationship and community. Yep. And it doesn't happen by accident. And so, you know, there's so many so many easy ways that you can do this, Ira. You can, you know, uh, for our family, it's the Bible app. We use mm-hmm. the Bible app at home. We sit down at the table when we're eating dinner. I read one scripture, and then we just go around, and I'll be like, hey, what do you think about that Bible yep. verse? Sometimes I get some really good answers from the boys, and then sometimes they stare at me like a deer in the headlights, and that's okay. When they start staring, we just start praying. Well, but it's 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 just consistency, and it's just um, it's intentionality. And yeah. so, um, so just think about those things. Think about how can you be your family small group, your your unit, your family unit at home. How can you how can you create a healthy culture this week? What's one thing you can do? Pastor Scott challenges us every all the time. How can you get one percent better? at something mm-hmm. today than what you were yesterday. Yes. Don't think, how can I turn this ship around overnight? But just think, um, think, how can I get 1% better tomorrow than what I was today? What's one thing that I can do tomorrow different than what I did today? And I believe that if you'll do that, you'll start to see that culture that, that Ira talked about. You'll start to see uh, that community, that relationship start to grow. Yeah, and 1% is very doable. Uh, 10% is hard. 20% is hard. 100% yeah. is definitely hard. But 1% takes an extra conversation. 1% takes one minute more of prayer a day. 1% takes those little tiny things that are incremental and that you can do over time to get 1% better. And we believe in you. Well, I thank you for believing in us as well as we try to do the same thing here in our ministries, as we try to do the same thing in community with your children, your students, your teenagers, even all the way down to your infants. Absolutely. Um, and it's it's an awesome relationship that we get to build with your children as well. So thank you for trusting us with that. Um, we value your partnership. Yeah. We value you believing in us. We value your prayers. Uh, and we want you to know that if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, Ira, we've got an email that they can reach out to us at. If they have questions, if they need resources, tell them that email. Yeah, it's uh, podcast at cornerstoneathens.cc. Send questions in there, potential topics in there, uh, whatever you'd like to send in there. Uh, We will reach back out to you. We'd love to hear and get some feedback from you. Also, Go subscribe to the podcast. Go give a like to it. Um, give a review on it as well. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Um, we know that there's probably someone that you know that would benefit from hearing this. So share it with someone. Subscribe to the podcast. You can be up to date whenever we release a new one. And we are so excited for all the things um, that are going to happen this month with small groups. And we still encourage you. Do be intentional this month with your family. Be intentional this week with your family. Build those relationships and do the things that God's called you to do as a parent. And I believe that God's going to bless your effort. God's going to see your effort. He's going to see your intentionality. And God's going to do crazy, awesome things through you and your family. Richie, you have anything else? That's it, man. Don't forget, Group Connect's going on right now at the church. Get your family plugged into a community. I know that it has changed our family's life, not only in our own home, to you know to really be intentional with our own family small group at home, but also our family being plugged into 
uh, a faith community and a small group here at the church has been valuable. So don't forget to do that. If you haven't already signed up for a small group, Group Connect's happening. Pastor Steve would love to see you guys get connected to a group. And until next time, we will see you next month. Absolutely. Keep, keep thriving, not surviving. We'll see you guys next month.